The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Cool, so let's move out of the CBA. I have some general NBA questions too. Number one, I need to know what's going on in Toronto because <laughs> I I have not seen someone go from beloved to hot seat to I need to take time to reflect. It's been a decade and maybe I don't want to coach here anymore. It, what's what's your take on how this is all got to this place with Nick Nurse and his future around the Raptors? Yeah, this is not any sourced reporting, but it's a uh, you know gut gut feel on this is he's gone. Like I don't you don't get to all this point with all that noise, and then you with like five or six games left in your season, you're like, hey, I know we're getting ready to go into the most important parts of our season in the playing tournament, maybe the playoffs. But let me just address this with you guys now because I don't want to do it again. Like that could have been done. You know, before the last game of the year, you could have done it. You could have done it, you know, before your last postseason game, whatever it is. And I think that was a, you know, hey, we're trying to do something here over the next few weeks. So let's just run with what we got. But I think it's pretty clear that that's headed for divorce and it's going to go a different way. The whole I'm going to take weeks uh, that might be turned into I'm going to take days because I have another job offer ready for me. And here we go, because like him or not, and I think some of his antics are a little tiresome, but Nick Nurse is a very, very good coach. And I think there's a handful of teams out there that are going to say, all right, hey, this is a guy, whether it's lift us into title contention because we're already a pretty good team or we're not very good and we want to be good, let's get him in here to kind of move us forward. He's going to have very good opportunities coming his way. If Because uh, there's been a lot of rumors about him maybe being linked to Houston. Mm-hmm. If he's already getting players like OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam to tune him out, which is what the reporting is, in my opinion, Keith, and I'd love to hear yours, there's no way he would want to be a part of a rebuild <laughs> with that sort of roster, right? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, we were already hearing some of the things there were, you know, poor Steven Silas is out there like telling us openly, like, these guys don't listen. I tell them what to do, and then they don't run the plays. They don't do this other stuff. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I think that probably my guess would be if we see Nick Nurse headed to Houston, we're going to see Houston turning their $50 million into cap space, and we're signing some veterans. We're trading some of these kids in packages, and we're turning this thing very quickly into where we're, we're going forward with this. I also don't get the sense that 
Houston's ownership is, let's say, the most patient in the world, they get, all right, we did this kind of rebuild thing for a couple of years. Now let's be good again. So I think that could be part of, if that all comes together, like we're hearing some of the rumors, I think you might see that turn into, let's push this thing forward very, very quickly. Another rebuilding team that has questions around its coaching. Uh, rumors are that Pop doesn't know if he's coming back in San Antonio. He's not going to make a decision until uh, he finds out whether they're getting Victor Wapenyama. <laughs> is that is that kind of the long and the short of it? I kind of feel like it might be right. I, I, th- I think he's kind of looking at it and saying, "Hey, you're going to deliver me a you know not that they're the same kind of player, but give me another Tim Duncan. I'm here. I'll be here next year if it's uh, you know we slipped in the lottery and we're getting uh you know the third pick or whatever. Uh, that guy's probably pretty good, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of good. I've I've done this. I I think well we I kind of. I don't think Pop's going to be the kind of guy who necessarily, I know some people have said like he's going to retire. And then if you see him again, it's going to be because you're part of his inner circle and you're at one of his wine dinners. I don't know if that's going to be how it goes. I I remember different sport, but kind of similar type thing. I remember hearing Bobby Bowden, Joe Paterno talk for years about, Hey, if I'm not a football coach, what am I? Right. And at this point in my life, this is what kind of keeps me going, gets me up every day is to do this. So I kind of wonder if Pop's like, hey, if I'm not in basketball, and I think it's been forgotten because he's been coaching for so long, he came out of the front office and he came out of the front office because it was, hey, we built a mess of a team. I, I should be the one who has to deal with this. And then they, you know, lottery odds is the Celtics guy. I remember quite well, we were supposed to get Tim Duncan and Keith Van Horn with Rick Pitino and ended up with Chauncey Billups and uh, Ron Mercer instead. Um, <laughs> it's, I think pop might be like, Hey, I can go back and do some work in the front office again, and I'll still be around and kind of doing my thing. And I think, you know, a handful of his kind of people who presume maybe to be his successors, they've, they've kind of moved on and gone on because he just keeps doing it. But it wouldn't surprise me if they get Wembenyama if he's right back on the bench again, kind of, hey, I'm going to do my thing and waiting it out until the absolute right person that he feels like I'm ready to hand this off to is available. In the beginning of the season, I told somebody who works for the front office of the Spurs, I said, you know, it's it's such a young, fresh team. The way that they're running the offense feels so different. It's almost like you forget sometimes that it's Pop running the show. And their <laughs> their response to me was, we never forget. We know every day who's running the show is the question, I guess, is like, what does that really mean? Yeah, I think sometimes what that is, is, hey, like we like he's now instead of the I'm in there every single day grinding with this, he kind of becomes like, hey, I oversee this operation, right? I've got. Somebody who's kind of running the defense, somebody who's kind of running this. And that's in general how NBA teams kind of work. I, th- I think um, one of the misnomers is that, you know, it, I think because people know NFL coaches love to talk about, I sleep in my office and I get two hours of sleep a night and I'm breaking down film for, you know, a hundred hours a week. And it's like, well, then why? Like, what, what more did you learn in that hundred hours that you couldn't have learned in 40? But I think it's with the NBA coaches and people think like they're, heavily involved. And I think sometimes it's they've, they've their responsibilities get farmed out to a lot of people and they kind of do their thing. And then what happens with, with the coach is like, all right, now I collect all that information and I form that into what we want to do. And I think for pop, one of the cool things was, I think it was a year ago, we had a chance to talk to him and he was like, 
you know, I'm kind of re-energized by this. Like I've got a bunch of kids in here now. And we're, then he said, you know, what's cool is we tell them to do something. They go out, they screwed up 10 times and then they finally get it right. And it's like, oh man, they got it now. Now we can take that and we can build onto that with piece number two. And you just kind of keep adding to it. And I think he's been a little bit re-energized by some of that stuff. But my guess is it's probably a little bit more of a shared responsibility within the organization than it is so much. Hey, Pop's really fully running everything the way it probably was during most of the Duncan, Ginobili, Parker years. Yeah. And the sense that I got was maybe that they're some of the people there are ready for a a regime change uh, to take place too. Yeah, I kind of wonder if the talent bleed out of the organization with assistant coaches was, man, I can't wait here and be the number two for a million years. Like, I got to go. Like, I like if we if we were to talk about college basketball, it was like, I remember for like 20 years, it was, well, that guy's going to take over for Coach K. Yeah. And then it was, well, he's still here. And, you know, and then it was, you know, Tommy Amaker and Chris Collins and all these guys were in Steve Wojciechowski. Like, they were all the next guy. And they were all, they all had to go and leave and go other places. And it was like, you know, I kind of wonder if, you know, the, the, you know, Will Hardy's and uh, Becky Hammond and Quinn Snyder's and Ime Udoka and all the ones who were under uh, pop all had to go other places. And then eventually it was like, all right, now I got my shot at the top job and I'm kind of running my show. You know, where do we go with this? I, I, I think that's probably a little bit of what's gone on there. And maybe it was, man, if you'd gone a, year ago or two years ago we could have had this coach slid him right into the top spot move forward and it's just not how it has gone yeah this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I do want to get your thoughts on the play-in tournament as a whole. Now it's a permanent fixture. Do you think it worked out how you originally thought it would, or or is it better or worse? Better. Way better. I I was not... I don't want to say I wasn't a fan when they did it for the bubble season. I fully got it. Cause you had to do some, you, you couldn't come and play a million games in the bubble. That was just not going to be how it went down. So I, I was like, all right, I kind of like what they did with, with the bubble year. And then they kind of tweaked and adjusted. I, I, I still, part of me kind of wishes and this year's different. Cause these teams are all right there that if, hey, if you're the 10th seed, but you're 12 games behind the nine seed, Thanks for playing, but your season's over. We don't need you involved <laughs> yeah. in a thing, right? You're, you stink and get out of here. <laughs> but I think it's uh, this year, right? These teams are all right, pretty close to each other within a couple games. And I think what it's done is it's given the NBA as close as we're ever going to get to our version of March Madness, right? Where it's single game elimination, kind of. There's, I know you lose the first one, you get that second shot at it, but it's pretty cool to watch those games knowing, hey, this is all on the line, right? It's like we get a you know, a week, you know, a week of game sevens almost, you know, in the thing. And, and that to me is, you know, a lot of fun. I think that's a really cool process as we, you know, have been able to get that. And then it's like, all right, we had that fun. And now we go into the playoffs. And one of the biggest things I love about the NBA playoffs is the best team usually wins because you're going to, you're tested, right? You, you've got to win four times in seven games and you got to do that 
four times in a row. And that is, hey, it wasn't just one bad shooting night knocked us out, but we still get that taste of the NCAA tournament. One bad shooting night knocked us out through the playing tournament. So I think it's been a massive success. Not only that, the combination of the playing tournament plus the flattened lottery odds, which means you don't need to be horrendously bad from you know the season opener to make sure you can get Victor Wimbanyama. You just need to be bad, like kind of naturally bad. Those two things, I mean, we it's only this week, with less than a week to go in the season, that we're starting to get more than the worst four teams in the league eliminated from playoff contention. That's massive win to me as teams had something to play for, you know, almost all the way to the end of the year, even in the last week. And that's where we're starting to eliminate our teams. That's a major, major success. And everybody should feel pretty good about that. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much for breaking it all down. That is all the time that we have for this episode of the heat check. Massive. Thanks to my guy, Keith Smith. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Keith Smith MBA. Make sure you read his work at spotrack.com S P O T R A C.com. Check back Thursday for an all new episode. Do not forget to peep the feed for past episodes, interviews, and bonus episodes that drop unexpectedly throughout the week. Sometimes Keith blesses us on BetMGM tonight as well. We post that here. And please follow us the heat check as we're almost to the playoffs. Download, subscribe, tell your friends, every single damn one of them. And follow us on social at this heat check and at Trista Crick on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, because the heat check never sleeps, especially when we got a new CBA to get ratified. 